Well, good morning, everybody. Welcome to the Underhood Show presented by Mel Holland Ford. My name is Phil Nightingale. I'm general manager and Josh Prophet. Morning, Josh. Good morning. Hey, it is a beautiful day out there in Cape Land, right? How beautiful is it out there? Uh, hey, it's not too bad, really. Yeah. Hey, uh, got so- some gloves here. Where did these come from? I have to use those. Yeah, here. those were there uh, yesterday. I noticed them, so I'm not what sure. Those are for. Huh. Might have to try them out. This- yeah. Huh. You got any so, examples of where you would try something like that? I like that? think I might have. <laughs> anyway, hey, welcome to the show, everybody. It is uh, the toy drive for today. Yes, yep. we are way behind the eight ball of getting that out there and letting people know, but I think everybody's kind of know it's the first Saturday of December. We go up, uh, I shouldn't say we, <laughs> I go up on the roof and freeze. It's a team spirit. Everybody it's, else is hey, with taking, you in, in spirit, you know. <laughs> taking one for the team, I get it. So, uh, But you know what, I've had a lot of uh, – great times up there and a lot of times i don't even have to wear gloves but today i will have to have some gloves on if things like that that's, that's okay. uh there's definitely you know I, you're in december like first of all the fact that it's december already is crazy yeah uh, but then yeah. uh you know uh, you've had very uh i'm gonna say I, for as many years as we've done this you've been pretty fortunate on weather for sure i have done very well up there compared i've only had a couple that has been really brutal times up there and stuff like that so i can't complain so yeah not all, but hey, it's a toy drive for the Salvation Army. So please, everyone, come out, go grab it, un- un- a new unwrapped toy, uh, bring it out here, ages zero to eighteen years of age, and let's help all these kids at Salvation Army have a great Christmas, like we all are going to have, and everything else too. So uh, jump out there, get something, help me get off the roof. We're going to fill five F-150s full of new unwrapped toys. Take them to the Salvation Army this afternoon and uh, help these kids have a great Christmas and stuff too. So let's get the Christmas spirit rolling. It's December. It's Christmas. It's the holidays. Let's everyone have a great Christmas. But uh, come out and see us here today. Santa's going to be here from say, 11 to 1. A special guest here, huh? Yeah. And again, this year, we're having Mrs. Santa coming. Oh, this year. very good. So now, Josh, I know you want to get a picture with them, but you can just let the kids get the pictures first. Think she'll have any cookies? I guarantee there's going to be a bunch of cookies out here. <laughs> bunch of cookies. So come out and see Santa. Get your picture taken with Santa, too. Bring your kids. Bring some toys. And let's help all those kids at Salvation Army have a great Christmas and stuff, too. So, hey, let's get the phones ringing. 316-462-3673. And this just shows about anything ailing your car. But you know what? We'll take any kind of calls about racing. We'll talk about Santa. We'll talk about Salvation Army, whatever it is you want to talk about today. And uh, let's get the phones ringing, 316-462-3673. That comes to our front desk. Let them know you want to get passionate in the podcast. And as always, Josh, what's in that great package we give away for each and every caller? So we're going to mail it out to you, but it's going to consist of the works, which is an oil change and tire rotation. We use Motorcraft oil and filter products here at Mel Hamilton Ford. Uh, While we're completing that, we're also going to complete a multi-point inspection, checking over the brakes, tires, steering, suspension, all the safety-related components of that vehicle, making sure that it's ready to go for that next 5,000 miles of driving. You'll also get yourself $10 to Mel's Diner so you can get yourself something to eat and drink while you're with us. Uh, complete nitrogen, uh, so you get all the great benefits that uh, nitrogen has to offer for you. And then uh, BG Products Package, which consists of a can of MOA or motor oil additive for your engine oil. And then CF5 <clears throat> for your fuel system. Again, just getting that vehicle geared up and ready to go for that next 5,000 miles of driving. All right, let's get the phones ringing. 316-462-3673. Morning, Delbert. How's everything down in Oklahoma? If things good there for you, buddy. Uh, anyway, uh, yes, it's our toy drive today. And, yeah, we... Uh, we put a post out on Facebook. Uh, to, uh, to we just have too many irons in the fire here lately to everything going on here at the store and everything else, too. So, Josh, we spent all day yesterday getting ready for uh, PRI. Yep. Uh, we're leaving Sunday. Uh, you and I and Lisa and the Nick and Nick shows were headed to uh, is it Lakeville? Uh, Plymouth. 
Plymouth? Plymouth, Indiana. Plymouth, Indiana. We're going to go up for the dealer Hoosier meetings, and we'll be there Sunday, Monday, Tuesday for that. Uh, see what's latest on everything going on with Hoosier and the latest and greatest things they have there. And uh, for that part, so excited to see all the dealers and all the stuff there and see all the Hoosier uh, managers and stuff too. So be excited for that part. And then Wednesday's our big day to uh, get set up for the PRI show. And yep. if you don't know the PRI show, it's the largest racing uh, show, I think, in the country. Uh, if you was to walk this thing, I don't think you could walk it in two days. Yeah, I would agree with that. Um, so uh, we're, we got a booth in there for our second year. And, yes, we're having uh, Nick Roberts' drag car, and we're going to take uh, Jake's Team 3J Modified, have him on display. Uh, got some big TV screens and different things going on, but uh, all kinds of good, exciting stuff, too. Are we, are we taking the tree, too? So I th- was under the impression, yes, it does not make it in the trailer uh, last night but then they were wondering about uh space so i think nick and nick thought maybe not but uh i think we take it and we always leave in the trailer if we have to so come see us at the pri booth it's going to be fun and exciting and stuff too there uh indianapolis will be there thursday friday and saturday uh from that part so we got a busy week ahead of us josh it is you know we get to this time of year and it just seems like uh, well, I don't know. Just it's always on fire. <laughs> Let's just sure say is. that. Uh, but uh, you know, I'd rather have it that way than the other. And same same thing on the service side of things is uh, we've always got a lot going on and just trying to accommodate everybody and uh, get everybody uh, taken care of uh, for whatever their automotives need, uh, whatever whatever that may be, whether it's uh, from the parts side of things or racing side of things or vehicle sales side of things uh, or just just repair uh for sure so always trying to do do the most we can uh for everybody for sure anyway just text tyler strickler he's down in oklahoma i want to see if we can get an update on the arena cross that he's been following for us uh melhelm ford's the tire sponsor and supplier for hoosier there at these events and i think we're on event number six i believe yeah i think i believe that is correct yes so uh anyway morning james Furman. Delbert, you're uh, watching the USA play the Netherlands on FIFA World Cup. Go USA, exactly. Darren McKim, good morning. So, uh, yeah, so exciting stuff there, too. So we'll see if we can get Tyler Strickler on the show here. We'll see how everything's going down at the arena cross from that part. Looks like, uh, Josh, too, the gate, uh, uh, Gatewell Nat, Gatewell. God, what am I saying? Is it Gatewell? What are you heading? Where are you headed with that? Um, gate, the in St. Louis, the gate. Oh, God dang it. The Gateway Arch. Yeah, but they got races going on there. Oh, really? What's it called? God dang it. Blind oh, blank. Oh, okay. Um, for uh, NASCAR is what you're No, 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 about. no, no. This is dirt track. And um, anyway, a lot of exciting stuff going on down there at the Gateway Nationals. It's the Gateway Nationals. Yeah, it's it got to be that. I would think so. Uh, but anyway, there is some exciting racing going on there. Some tempers are flying and everything else, too. Uh, gateway nationals what's it called in st louis i would think that it has to be that but yeah it is but it's oh here it is gateway dirt nationals there it is so there's a lot of exciting stuff i watched to do with a couple of uh, late models get into each other and the crowd getting pretty fired up but uh i don't know crowd was fired up at the guy that got kind of run off the edge of the track but the guy was leading the race i mean i didn't <laughs> i don't know it's a soft short track everybody needs to have some uh 
uh, lenience, I guess is what you I know, should say. And uh, everybody always has an opinion of something when they watch it or after, uh, you know, after the fact or later on down the road and all that stuff. And, uh, that's all fine and dandy, but, uh, just like, uh, what was it? Muhammad Ali or, uh, said that everybody's got a plan until you get punched in the face. <laughs> and, uh, well, and yeah, and being it, in the heat of the battle, you know, I don't know. Uh, yeah. And the other thing I'll tell you, though, is it's really the two guys behind the steering wheel really know what happened or whatever. Sure. I understand a guy in second place is, bit, is upset, mad, because he got stuck in the fence and everything else, too. Uh, what I didn't like is after the fact that he, you know, he can stress his opinion, but, boy, don't use your car as a weapon, and he sure well, uses his car as yeah. a weapon and stuff, too. Yeah. So, uh, but uh, all you do is tear up more equipment and everything else like that, too, part. But uh, I don't know. The guy leading the race is right on the very start coming around turn two. He kind of, yeah, he did slide up a little bit, whatever. But you know what? He had the lead. Yeah, everybody, you're mad at the guy that is leading the race, took out the guy in second. But you know what? The guy in second's got a brake pedal. Yeah. Got a brake pedal, but I get it. I get it. This short track, and it's hard to pass and everything else like that, too. So uh, it's just what it is. Morning, Amanda. Yes, Dan, I'm going to have fun on the roof. So, Dan, I know you probably snuggled up warm in your bed. uh, Not in your bed, (laughs) in your house, all warmed up. I'll be up there freezing a little bit this afternoon. So that's okay. But, uh Anyway, it's a toy drive here at Mel Hamilton Ford today. It's uh, I got to figure out. I think I went up on the roof the very first time in 2009. That almost sounded like you wanted somebody to play that violin. No. Oh, okay. no, no. I'm yeah. good. If you want to play it, go ahead, yeah. but I'm good. <laughs> but 2009 is, I think, was the first year that I went up. So what is that? 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, 14th year. It's crazy. I mean, it seems like, like it just come down yeah. after last year. Yeah. <laughs> it seemed like it just happened. So, uh, for sure. So anyway, again, it's a toy drive here at Mel Hamilton Ford for the Salvation Army. Please, everybody go out and buy a new unwrapped toy. Uh, bring it out here. Throw it in the trucks. We've got three trucks out front. We've got two trucks in, inside the building and stuff. Santa's going to be here from 11 to 1. Bring your kids out. Get some pictures and everything else with them. Lots of cook, cookies and treats and things going on here today. So come out to the Mel Hamilton Ford toy drive for the Salvation Army. Love to see you all out here and uh, help those kids at the Salvation Army have a great Christmas like everyone's going to have. So anyway, James Furman got my car back in quick land again, got it running great again, and got that miss taken care of when I tried to get the highway speeds. Awesome. So we got his car back. I thought I thought I saw his car in a service drive the other day. So yeah. James, glad we got you all taken care of and uh, everything else too. And uh, sorry you missed the uh, – festivities out here at black friday we had a lot of fun out here on black friday and uh, had a lot of great winners and stuff on those 10 cars and uh sold a lot of cars that day and stuff too and everybody had a good time so uh but anyway james sorry we missed you out here on black friday because james won one was that two years ago or a year ago that he won a car i think it was two years ago it was two years ago yeah. he won a car no, time flies you're having fun ago. too so hey let's get the phones ringing 316-462-3673 anything ailing your car tires brakes batteries or you want to talk about anything for the toy drive or questions about the toy drive want to talk about new products want to talk about mh ford racing or anything in the racing world want to talk about the dirt nationals what's going on you got your opinion on what happened at the gateway last night love to hear from you and see your comments on that too i've texted tyler strickler to see if he can uh call on get on the phone he's down in oklahoma at the arena cross event six of eight uh supporting those hoosier tires and stuff too so uh so i've got a question uh for the listeners and they can just call in and give their give their opinion or statement on this but on uh cruise control for vehicles so uh having adaptive cruise control uh, I hear a lot of people say, you know, hey, they'd rather not use the adaptive side of it because they'll they set it and they're 
going along. And so I'd, I want to talk about cruise control just a little bit and what uh, what some opinions are and why one way or the other. Uh, and I guess for those of you that don't know, the adaptive cruise control side of that is when it's set, it will pace the car in front of you. So if you set it at 70 and the car in front of you is doing 65, the vehicle will slow down to about 65 and it continually paces the, the car in front of you. You turn into the passing lane and it'll resume back to what you have it set at and then you take off and uh you know you're resumed or normal speed so cruise control if you if you have adaptive cruise control uh do you use it as adaptive or uh the conventional cruise control and then why do you prefer one method or the other uh for one uh but then also i was going to go with this okay if you're typically driving what are you driving are you driving five miles an hour over this posted speed? Oh, I drive five are miles an hour. Under. You're five. You're under. five under. Okay. Under. Yeah, five right miles an hour under. So uh -huh. what's a, what 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 speed range do you typically set it above, below, or at the speed limit? Okay, so let's get the phones ringing. Let's talk about adaptive cruise. Tell us how you drive. Tell you how many miles an hour you go over. 316-462-3673. I'm going to tell you, I use it every chance I get. The adaptive cruise. Yes, so, every chance. And when it, when it first came out and I was driving around in, in the demos and stuff, I, I would shut it off. Really? Initially, yeah. And the main reason for me was, and it's a, I'm going to say a piss poor reason at best, but probably not paying as much attention as I, as I should. I'd set the cruise and I'd be going along and, you know, uh, making returning phone calls, whatever, headed home. And I would look down and I'm doing, you know, say 65 and a 70 just because it's pacing the car in front of me. And I just would, I wasn't, you know, I wasn't getting there, I guess, as fast as I wanted to be getting there. <laughs> and yep. I would just uh, let the, let the truck, pace the vehicle in front of me and i wouldn't even know that i wasn't even going the speed that i had set it at for one okay um but then you know now uh, it it's definitely uh, i'll get in a vehicle that doesn't have it oh about rear -end I can, somebody i can about catch myself just you know rear end in another car just because i assume that the cruise is going to do what it uh what it needs to do so okay so i'm gonna tell you how i use it okay I'm, I'm a, let's get on like coming to work. I get on 235 and I'll set it at uh, 72, even though it's 65, seven mile an hour. So I don't think I'm going to get a ticket, but okay. I, I still tell you, I run a radar detector. Yes, I do. So that was, we're, we're headed there. You're headed yeah, there too. So, so yeah. even though I still only seven mile an hour over, if that radar detector goes off, I'm still shutting her down. I don't know why I just give it, but I just am. I'm not, I just don't want to take a chance or whatever, but I do love the adaptive cruise just to keep me protected. I can't tell you how many times it saved me. Uh, when I'm tired or something like that too. And especially on, uh, in the pull rig coming back from races and stuff, you know, two yeah. or three in the morning. Yeah. And, uh, of course in the pull rig, I set it on dead ass on the speed limit. Cause I just, you know, well, just, pulling that big trailer yeah. and everything else. Yeah. There's a lot of responsibility there yeah. for sure. So I just, uh, it has saved me so many times and everything else from that part too. Uh, you know, and I think the, 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 the my negative, what I have with it is for example, if I come up behind a car and it slows me down and I get in the other lane, I just don't feel like it picks up fast enough. Yeah. Okay. Or the other thing is I'll tell you where I'm kind of using it now too, is I'll get on Kellogg. Okay. On Kellogg, I'll set it on 65. And, uh, okay. we got a caller coming in yeah. here. So we'll get Steve on the line here shortly, but I set it on 65. And then as I get ready to get on 235 going East on Kellogg and I get on that little curve and I'm following somebody. And what I don't like is, is as they accelerate up the ramp and go around the curve, 
it takes seems like it takes forever for that thing to really catch up. So I'm putting my foot in there to get caught back to, up again. That's going. the only thing I don't like about it. You're supplementing a little bit. Yeah. So now if you want to go in the next step, we'll get the adaptive cruise. We're going to go to the intelligent cruise. Well, so the blues cruise, I was going to, or blue cruise, I was going to talk about, uh, talk about that as well. Uh, you know, once we get a couple of uh, opinions of, of some callers or, uh, on it as well, but, uh, you know, uh, that's something that's new out to Ford. I haven't had a, a huge amount of time uh, to play with it, but uh, what I have, it's been it's been pretty uh, pretty good. Uh, I've had very good experiences, and I think that's something that's definitely just going to grow and grow and grow. You know, as uh, yeah, as the as the uh, they get more roads certified for that and, and stuff like that. So I got a cut one on my Facebook page post. Dwight he says I use it and love it. Great for long travel and keeping the flow of traffic going. I drive left lane and set it at 10 mile an hour over. There yeah. you go, Dwight. Good job, buddy. So uh, I've always, uh, I'll go back to the kind of the how much over, and I've always had the uh, analogy that uh, nine, you're fine, 10, you're mine. And so I'll drive <laughs> nine miles an hour. Uh, yeah. Depending uh, on where I'm going, what I'm know. doing, what I'm going to. And the other thing is, again, I run a radar detector uh, from that part because uh, I, I, I tend to like to go, I, I'm in a hurry. I need to get there. I don't know why that is, but I just seem to want to get there and everything else too. But, uh, you know, if there's plenty of traffic in you know, in front of me and everything else too, I might run 15 over just kind of depending on what's going on, where I'm at, what I feel like, you know, and all that groove, but you know, you never fail that instant on radar can zap you about any time you yeah, want. So you gotta be head of the game and all that kind of stuff too. But, uh, uh, we're trying to get Steve through the line here. Something happened here. We'll yeah, see if we can get him back on the phone here the real quick too. So, so uh, Steve, if you're listening, uh, if we lost you, uh, give us a, give us a shout back. Um, and then uh, I may try to have her reach out back to you as well. So sorry okay. about that. If we lost you in the transfer. All right. James Furman says, I don't have adaptive cruise, but I do set mine five mile an hour over. That's my limit. I don't need to go any faster. I'm just trying to win the race out there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. There we go. I think we got, uh, I think, think we're on live with Steve now, Steve, you're on live with under the hood. Hi. Hey, my son-in-law's got a 2013 GMC Denali, uh-huh. and and it keeps bending push rods. A 13 and Denali. I'm, I'm, yeah. Okay, so is that a uh, so in 13? It's a 5.3 or yeah, is that five a 6.2? Yeah, 5.3, I think. I yeah, it was an you know, for I'm not sure. Okay, but uh, it, so it keeps sure, but it keeps bending push rods. Yeah. Okay. And I've kind of looked on. I've kind of looked on the internet, and you know, obviously, and it says they have some kind of a hydraulic lifter in there that yep. shuts off some stuff and yep. all that. Yep. So uh, yeah, it, it has a uh, what they call displacement on demand, and so it's for fuel consumption. So if the load of the vehicle is not, uh, if the load of the vehicle is not uh, needed to have all the cylinders, it will, uh, shut off, uh, some of the cylinders and it's for fuel efficiency. Uh, the downside to that is that is an oil operated system. And so if you have, uh, not very good maintenance or, um, you know, long oil change intervals, uh, that system can, uh, can be damaged. And what happens is the, the lifters, uh, in the, in the vehicle will actually kind of turn sideways and their roller lifters and it will eat up the cam. And I'm guessing that's probably what's happened in this particular situation. Um, and so, 
you know, I would guess that's probably what's going on. Uh, if how many lifters have you guys or push rods have you guys put in it? Uh, this that makes a lot of sense. We've he's been, I think they put in, I don't know, three, and then the next time they put in all eight or 16, maybe I don't yeah, remember what yeah, it is. 16. And, and, and then it spun a rod bearing. Okay. So it's like the last time. So I think what you're saying makes the yeah. most sense to me is that it's low maintenance. It's like it, the not changing the oil often enough and keeping it clean and all that. Yeah. Um, and, yeah. and, and I did, it's fixed already. Is it? What, what do you end up doing? I mean, yeah. It, well, they replaced the crankshaft and yeah, they, one rod. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And, and said, uh, and really kind of said the same thing was that, uh, you know, when we got it, it was a quart and a half low on oil. And, uh, yeah. So, so the, the downside, and it says, uh, yeah, the, the downside to that is uh, when it comes to maintenance like that is that, uh, it is so hard to get sludge or oil, uh, build up, uh, or sludge build up completely cleaned out of an engine and there's so many you know smaller passages especially as they're using oil for the the timing uh to advance and retard timing uh in these more advanced motors for sure and so you know it's it's really hard to to get that completely clean um you know if it is fixed and back together i guess my recommendation i would be doing uh, a lot of uh, gdi services or compression restoration services and basically that's like a, a shampoo and conditioner that would complement an oil change uh to that engine but then i also i would be doing oil services way more often than you know whatever uh whatever you were previously doing them uh just uh that that's going to be the only chance of survival if it is from lack of maintenance uh, for that thing okay all right that's too bad I, but i kind of understand can i if you got enough sure. time to answer yeah. one more uh -huh. question about it and that's that's that how does that I understand, you know, how they can like shut the spark off and everything and uh -huh. to delete some cylinders, but how does, uh, how, how does shutting the valve off make the cylinders not work or so, make the fuel efficient? Yeah. So essentially, uh, there's a couple things that are happening there. Uh, but the, the lifters, um, the hydraulic lifters, it's dumping oil. So it's not compressing that lifter. So you have a load it's more of a load thing from that side of it, but then you're also shutting uh, the fuel uh, off to those cylinders as well, the fuel injectors off to those cylinders as well, so you're not dumping dumping fuel down into it. Oh, uh, all right. And so okay. from the lifter side of things, it's more of just the load, uh, the load on the engine. Okay, all right. And and I, it really does have a different sound when it does shut those yeah. things off. Yeah, it does, uh, for sure. And, you, I mean, a... a huge power difference too uh obviously of course it comes back on pretty instantaneously when the load's there to to fire that stuff back up but yeah and i understand right. you know i understand well, from the manufacturer's side why they were why they did it um it just uh it's not a going back to you know kind of what we talk about a lot on this show is that as the advancements in these engines change and technology changes, you got to change your maintenance habits to, to go along with that. And I really think where GM 
messed up. And I, I would even say put Ford in the same manufacturer or same boat as that is that when these manufacturers put these oil maintenance minders in these cars and then oil maintenance minders will go 10 or 12 or, you know, 15,000 miles in some cases before it comes on oh, and says that I you need that. an oil change. Yeah. I mean, that's, uh, that's crazy that, you know, uh, to change oil and the, the amount that that cost is going to be way less money than what you've already had to face with this thing or what you will end up potentially facing long term. Uh, you know, just a yeah. little bit of preventative maintenance would have made a huge difference one way or the other. So uh, I think, yeah, I think so. All right. And okay. That, and that's great. That's, that's what I needed to know. So Steve, I appreciate it. Steve, do you have, uh, yep. you have adaptive cruise control on anything that you, that you drive or run? Cruise control? Uh-huh. The adaptive cruise control? Yeah. Do yeah. You? Okay. I don't know what adaptive is. Yeah. So that's just where it's pacing what... the car in front of you. And so it'll speed up and slow down as the car in front of you speeds up oh. and slows down. No, 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 I don't have. Okay, that. so on the, now, on he the, might he he might he might have that on that thing. Yeah, yeah. Now on the vehicle that you that you do run cruise control, how many miles an hour do you? What if the speed limit's sixty five? What do you what do you set the cruise at? Oh, probably seventy two. Seventy two. Okay. Okay. Well, Steve, Steve uh, we appreciate the call and uh, thanks for the info. Yeah. Uh, what what would you by the way what would you recommend oil change uh, so time on, on that thing on that GMC? yeah so if you're it depends on the oil that you're using if you're using a conventional oil it needs to be every three thousand miles in that particular engine you shouldn't be using a conventional oil you should be using a semi synthetic oil um, and those yeah, are <laughs> those are five thousand mile intervals but honestly I'd be doing a GDI service at maybe every thirty five hundred miles or something just for at least a couple of them if it's if it's got a bunch of sludge and buildup in there so. Okay. And can you tell me what is GDI service? Yeah. So GDI service is a product that uh, VG uh, manufactures, but uh, essentially what okay. it is, is it's a cleaner that goes in before the oil change. Uh, you run the vehicle, get it up to operating temperature, um, and then you service the vehicle. And then there's a uh, can of MOA or motor oil additive that goes in at afterwards. And that's just extra added uh, additive package um, that uh, complements the oil, and so essentially, uh, you know, the best the best way to describe it is like shampoo and conditioner. You get in the shower, the oil changes the shower. The shampoo is you yeah. know the degreaser, so to speak, and then the conditioner is just uh, uh, treat it uh, to make it last longer. So, yeah. and I would do a couple of those GDIs real quick, like twenty five hundred yeah. miles each in between, to try to get the rest of that sludge out of that motor. Yeah. Okay. About twenty five hundred miles. Okay. Yeah. Well, I appreciate you guys. I, I could talk to you forever about stuff. But <laughs> okay. Thanks, we, yeah. Hey, we well, appreciate the call, yes. Steve. Appreciate the call, <laughs> uh -huh. and uh, you know, as part of this package, uh, you're going to receive a or the package that we're going to send out. We're going to send out the works and everything to you. So uh, just let us know if you want to get that GDI service performed while uh, while you have it in here. Okay. I appreciate it. Hey, Thank you. Perfect. Thanks, Steve. Mm -hmm. All right, let's get uh, Andrew on the line here next. We'll get him patched in here real quick and uh, see what's on Andrew's mind there too. But uh, Josh, again, another example of these oil life reminders that I disagree with. I mean, I still sure. remember standing back in the, 
I don't know, probably 20 years ago when I was standing on a board, with, I was up in Detroit with a guy that actually decided to put that in the, I mean, the actual engineer. I stood there and talked to him about these oil life monitors that he was putting in GM cars at the time and how wrong they were and all that kind of stuff. And he kept trying to tell me how great it was for the environment, less oil and all this kind of stuff. And you know what? I understand the environment side of this thing too, but I also know I spent a lot of dollars on an engine and I know what it takes to maintain one of these things and going 10,000 miles on an oil change is crazy. I don't care. You, you can't do that even with a all these full synthetic oils claim the fame as how much they can go. It does. It better protects. It does not extend the oil out because what you're not understanding is as soon as you start that engine, you build water or condensation. If you don't drive that thing long enough to boil that out of there, that ends up in the bottom of your oil pan, and that's where the sludge starts. Yep. And these cold weathers we have out there today, it takes 30 minutes of driving to boil that stuff out of there and get it out of the out of that engine like it needs to and uh, your engine still com- is burning that stuff the, the carbon steel being built the wear products are still being built and you can't get that the oil doesn't dissipate that stuff it's still in the engine that oil is just better oil to better lubricate uh from that part so uh one of those deals and just like delbert just said pay me now or pay me later one of those kind of things situations but uh, as these engines get more sophisticated they got better oils and everything else too uh but it does not extend that oil change interval period Anyway, we're trying to get Andrew past yeah, Andrew, Andrew kind of waited for a long yeah, time. Pastor, apologize about the hold there, but uh, yeah, cruise control. Let's talk about uh, yeah, where know, are we what, at there? What you use uh, if you had adaptive cruise control? Uh, do you use it? Do you like it? Uh, and then also, uh, if you uh, are setting the cruise and say it's a posted uh, sixty-five mile an hour speed limit, what do you set it at? So let's go to the phones. Let's talk to Andrew. Andrew, you're on live with Under the Hood. Go ahead. Hey guys, how are you today? I got a a 20, I'm pretty good. Pretty good, good. Good. I have a 2012 Lincoln MKZ that has picked up a rough idle. It's it's drives fine. It's when it is in drive, you know, like at a stoplight or something. Okay. So I've gone through it. I've put in all all new Motorcraft injectors, all new Motorcraft plugs, uh, the new gasket on the air intake plenum, clean the throttle body, put a new gasket on that and cleaned out the mass airflow but it, it did make an improvement but it's still i mean it drives and accelerates great it's just when i'm sitting there at a stoplight you know it has a little vibration that's it's not like a lincoln should be you know okay so a couple of questions i have how many miles are on the lincoln uh 122 or something like that 122 okay and then the next thing i was going to ask is uh you know, you'd mentioned plugs and injectors and, and things like that. Uh, what led you down that path or those paths? Um, well, a couple of years ago, I'd had a code throw because I had a bad fuel injector. So I, I I was desperate on a weekend. So I just got one from like an O'Reilly's or something, an off-brand. Uh-huh. And I'd read, I'd read somewhere that that could possibly be the problem. Yeah, so... so that's uh, why I was like, oh, ahead and put all new ones in just to have brand new ones. Gotcha. Um, and then as far as like any check engine light or anything uh, associated with this? No, nothing. Nothing? Okay. So uh, I've got... So, yeah. I'm kind of wondering if it even really is a rough idle. Maybe that's we got I, a motor mount yeah. or something that's, that's got weak on you or something and you're feeling that motor mount drowned out or something yeah, maybe for that part too. That is exactly where I was is that where headed, you headed with it. Yeah, so, uh, I think there's probably a, an issue with one of the mounts, um, you know, and you're, oh, just, okay. and you're just feeling the uh, the vibration. So all of, all of the motors, uh, 
you know, or transmissions uh, are isolated with uh, with rubberized mounts, and those mounts are designed to absorb the the vibrations that that engine's going to make. Um, and when those uh, you know rubber just is going to wear over time and and crack and and things like that, and so those uh, mounts will settle and allow that. Uh, you know, mount then doesn't absorb those vibrations and it just transfers it on through on through the cab. So if it's just strictly at idle and everything's running okay and all of that good stuff, uh, you know, I would I would venture to guess that that's probably what's going on with it. Let's get a diagnostic. Uh, so you would, yeah, go ahead. Sorry, buddy. You would you wouldn't feel that when you're driving because, like I said, you know, you're going down the road. It's fine. You don't pick up any of it really. Yeah. So what happens? Uh, you know, the 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 motor will smooth out as you raise the RPM or idle, but then also as the load changes. So now you have the torque transferring through the motor and the transmission onto the drive line. It's going to actually shift or move that motor around uh, a little bit as well. Okay. Uh, so a couple ways to to check that, and you know we're going to throw a diagnostic onto your package for calling in. So we'll take a look at that for you and and let you know what we find. Oh, okay. um, but a couple ways to check that is uh, if you have somebody that can uh, can look at it with you. But if you uh, basically uh, kind of power brake the the motor um, with it in drive and then reverse uh, on the shifter, I mean you'll actually see the the motor transmission under the hood. I mean it's going to shift around or move move around quite a bit. Uh, and you know a lot of times if it's really bad, you can get a lot of audible clunks out of it and, and things like that. But, uh, you know, that's, uh, I'm, I'm going to say that's probably what we're going to find just out of what you've, you know, what you've said. Yeah, I would think if it was an engine misfire by now, you'd, you'd have a check engine light. Yeah, for sure. Telling us what was going okay. on there from that part too. But again, I think just power break it a little bit while you're sitting there at a stoplight and just bring the RPM up, you know, hundred or 200 RPM to see if the vibration stops and if it goes kinda, away. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, it does. Yeah, if you get it up above a, a thousand, pretty much a thousand and up, it doesn't do it, but it below a thousand is what it's doing. Yeah. So RPMs. Yeah. Well, that is, the other thing I was thinking about is there like a vacuum leak, but I don't really. You know, that's. Uh, but they would be code for that too. Yeah, that yeah. that could be a possibility on a vacuum leak. Uh, typically, your idle is going to either be lower or higher uh, than you know than than what normal would be uh, if you if you had that. And then the other side of that, I mean that engine should pick up uh, a lean or rich condition and you should be getting a check engine light indicator for for that as well so if it is something uh powertrain related i mean we'll be able to look at it on a scanner and be able to identify you know whether there's a, a slight miss on there that is even slight enough that the the computer's not picking it up and telling you about it or if there's a vacuum leak we can look at fuel trims and see you know one way or the other if uh, if it's rich or lean or what's going on there but just by by what you're saying man i'm sure i sure would uh, look to investigate those mounts so well let's get okay. that diagnostic on his package let's get it in here and uh see if we can figure out what's going on for you okay okay yeah that sounds good so the million dollar question is so this is a you said a 13 edge Lincoln or Lincoln, yeah, that's right. Uh, so thirteen, I don't know. I don't. Think, have, yeah, I don't think it was. Uh, it's it, like a two thousand twelve. A twelve. It's a twelve. Yeah. Does it have the three and a half? Yes, it have three and a half liter V six. Does it have adaptive cruise on it? I don't think it would on. That. It does not have adaptive cruise. Uh, yeah. Can't remember what year we kind of started those yeah. adaptive cruise and stuff. That kind of the topic of the story of the show today was how much do you set your cruise over and whether you have adaptive cruise, whether you use it or not. That was kind of our 
topic for the day. So do my, my mother had a Volkswagen Jetta that had it on there and it kind of freaked me out at first, but then I did enjoy it after I figured out how to get used to it. Yeah, yeah. It, it definitely is a little bit of a learning curve behind it. But uh, so you, if you had it, you'd run it is what you said oh definitely yeah for sure yeah, definitely and then uh if you're setting your cruise where do you typically set it at so speed limit 65 what, what, what are you doing 70 or possibly 71 here you 70 go 70 or 71 <laughs> 70 he says 71 if i'm feeling lucky <laughs> yeah if i'm feeling lucky i'll go 71 <laughs> never never 72 <laughs> no 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 that's exactly right yeah. well, very, very good all well, right well, let's get your linkedin in here so we can figure out get that vibration taken care of for you buddy okay okay so do i need to just yeah well call in on monday you know? yeah yeah, we can do that, or after the show, I can actually have uh, I'll have somebody give you a call and set up that appointment, so we can uh, so we can take a look at that for you. So, okay. Oh yeah, yeah, that'd be great. If somebody just call me today. That'd be good. We Thank will you. we will make that happen. All right. All right. Well, thanks, guys. Thank hey, you. Appreciate the call, Andrew, and you have a good rest of your day. All right. You too. Bye bye. All right, let's keep the phones ringing, 316-462-3673. Love to hear from you. Get a great price package. And how do you use your cruise control? How much you set it over? Do you use Adaptive or do you don't? Yeah, and I'm uh, – so, so far, the gist has been about six, five miles an hour. I'd or say five six, to seven. If you're lucky. There you or go. feeling lucky. <laughs> anyway, kind of going back on some of the things, Troy kind of made a comment here, too. I know some people – that just gets in their car and don't warm them up and takes off and starts driving. And I'm Especially telling you, this, this time of year, cold, yeah. cold weather – it is crucial. Even if you could just give your car 10 seconds, 30 seconds to sit there and run a little bit before you threw that thing in the drive in this cold, cold weather. Now, if you're, it's really especially if you're setting your car outside in this cold weather, because what you got to remember, the most wear of your engine happens when you start it up. And the reason that for that is there's no oil anywhere. And it takes a little bit to get that oil to move and get it up to the places you need to have. And that's where the, you know, why we got away from the conventional oils, got to the full synthetics. I mean, multi synthetics, that oil move faster. But if you got full synthetic, it's going to move even faster. Uh, but it is crucial, crucial, crucial to let those things warm up a little bit before you throw that thing in the gear for sure. So, uh, anyway, we're still, uh, let's have another call. We got Mike coming through here. Let's get Mike patched through, see what he's got on his mind this morning. Again, hey, it's the toy drive out here at Melhoun Ford today. Uh, as soon as we get off the radio show here, I'm going up on the roof till we fill five F-150s full of new unwrapped toys for the Salvation Army. So uh, let's see. We got Mike coming through. <clears throat> Mike, you're on live with Under the Hood. Go ahead. Hey, how you doing, Josh? Doing great. Uh, was this, I was out at your uh, guys' Black Friday event the other, day, the other week, and uh, I had some... Uh, not concerns, but uh, was wondering about the 3.5 V6 and the 18 Explorer that I bought about the water pump. How often or how problematic are those to fail? So uh, what, uh, what the biggest thing with those things are is that in order to change it, uh, you know, it's yeah. it's run off of the timing uh, chain itself, yep. and so it would require uh, removal of the engine in order to change the water pump, which, yeah. you know, uh, a couple things to that is, <clears throat> one, with, again, the right preventative maintenance, uh, there's a lot of explorers that will never have the, the water, water pump ever changed uh, on them. Okay. Uh, so I would definitely 
you know, stay up on the preventative maintenance on the, the cooling side of the cooling system side of that vehicle. Uh, and again, when we're looking at the coolant, uh, every, years ago, everybody was concerned about the, the freeze level uh, of the coolant and if mm -hmm. it would be able to abstain, uh, you know, colder weather. Well, with the advancements in coolant uh, and you know the current coolants that we're that we're running is that the freeze level will stay uh, in that coolant for many many years, and it's more yeah. the pH levels that we're concerned with. And so you're looking at uh, for the acidity levels of that coolant. That's what's going to make the difference on components like water pumps and heater cores and you know uh, all the all the components, uh, radiators and 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 things like that. So uh, definitely staying up on the the pH level of that thing and then getting you know, service, uh, service and the coolant intervals, uh, on that. And typically what we see, uh, on coolant is really about 45 to 60,000 miles is when the additive package, uh, will drop out of that coolant. And then the freeze point or the, again, the freeze point's okay, but the, the pH levels kind of starts to turn on it. Um, and okay. so, you know, just again, making sure that, uh, that that's good. And, it's really shouldn't make a difference whether the water pumps, you know, on the timing chain or on a belt driven, you know, the, the, what we're looking for is still the same. It's just with that particular one, uh, putting a water pump on it can obviously cost a, a substantial amount more than if it was just in a conventional water pump location or belt driven yeah. from, yeah. from that side. So, but I would not, uh, uh yeah, I'm just I, kind of curious. I, yeah. I, I wasn't really planning on buying a car that day, but uh, got roped into everything. So uh, I love it, though. So <laughs> yeah, it definitely wouldn't uh, deter me to uh, to purchase one of those engines. Uh, you know, they run forever, and again, just uh, paying attention to maintenance and stuff like that. Uh, yeah, we've we uh, we have you know replaced a water pump or two on them, but there's a lot of them out there and uh, a lot of them uh, don't have any issues at all. So. Okay. All right. Yeah. Uh, was kind of thinking next time I come into the quick line, I'd have that GDI done to it too. And sure. With the MOA. So I had uh BG product in my focus uh, when I bought it. So. It, uh, it does make a difference, you know, as part of uh, when we do used car reconditioning, and that's something that we really don't talk about a whole lot. We actually put uh, BG uh, products in those vehicles before they before they go to the lot. Uh, so every, oh, okay. every fluid in that car will have a, uh, you know, an additive package that uh, is there to complement the fluids. So uh, that's something, you know, that's uh, just a little bit more of a peace of mind for you as well. So. Yeah, that's, that's, uh, that's a good thing to know. I didn't know that. So, yeah, that's a, that's a great question there, Mike. So, hey, I've got a, you said that it was a Explorer, an 18 Explorer. Does that have adaptive cruise control on it? I don't believe it does. Okay, just the conventional cruise? XLT, it's that ruby red one you had in the corral. <laughs> okay, I know which one that was, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that, uh, that, first of all, that ruby red, that's, uh, hard to beat that color. I, yeah. I really do like that color for sure. And I'm a blue, uh, I'm a blue person. I like, like blue for sure. But that ruby red is a, is a good, good color yeah. for sure. So now if you have, go ahead. I went back to about two, three times and <laughs> there's probably about three or four different people looking at my 
finally had uh, pulled the trigger. Had, had to pull it. Had to pull it. Let's go. There you go. Well, there you go. Well, yeah. a good deal. So if you had adaptive cruise control, would you use it? Yes. Yes, I would. I, I would. Uh, test drove. Well, I rented a uh, Cadillac uh-huh. CT5, I believe it was. I had it, and uh, I, I enjoyed it. Very good. Very good. So, and so when you're setting your cruise control, what, uh, where do you set it? If speed limit's 65, where do you set your cruise at? 80? Just kidding. Uh, no, not, <laughs> not, not just 80. Kidding. I got to protect my CDL. So, oh, uh, yeah. 65, yeah. 67. Yeah, very good. Well, very good. Yeah. Well, good deal. Well, Mike, we'll, uh, we'll send that package out to you and get that uh, first service taken care of for you on, on that Explorer. So, all right? Thank you. You nope. all have a good evening. You too. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye. All right. Got another caller coming through. Let's get uh, Evan patched through and uh, get him coming through here and see what's on Evan's mind today, too. Again, once again, this is the toy drive here at Mel Hamilton Ford. As soon as the show's over, we're I'm headed up on the roof to we fill five F-150s, new, new unwrapped toys for the Salvation Army. So please run out and grab a toy, bring it out here, and let's fill up these F-150s. And we got Evan coming through. Evan, you're live with Under the Hood. Go ahead. Hey guys, how's it going? Going great. How about yourself? Oh, pretty well this Saturday. Very good. Very um, good. so I just wanted to comment, you know, I've uh with the cruise control, uh-huh. I ordered a twenty two Maverick XL without cruise control. Okay. And then I got canceled yep. and moved to a twenty three. Yep. So I'm gonna get cruise control. Yep. Which I'm very happy about. Good, good, good. Yeah, that um, uh, those Mavericks, what uh, what we've had of them, and uh, they've proven to be very good vehicles so far. So I'm excited for you to to get yours for sure. Yep, and yep, then, I'm excited too. And then on the the cruise, have you drove something with adaptive cruise before? No, no, I haven't uh, had a chance to. We've got a twenty a twenty Escape SE, and it doesn't have adaptive. We were looking at the SEL kind of. Um, if we were interested in getting it or not, and we decided to go with just the SE without. And yeah, I mean, I don't know how much I would use it, you know, just here locally in Wichita, but, uh, you know, usually set it about five over and just kind of cruise right across town. Yeah, definitely. And so let me ask you this, is there a difference at what you would set that cruise, uh, say, in town or the a variant depending on the speed so if the if you're setting the cruise at 55 versus you know if the speed limit well, was 55 sure. or whether it was 75 would it still be the same right yeah if you're going up to kansas city or you know up to salina or wherever it may be i think i do 82 so a seven seven so over so here in town usually five and yeah you know, especially across, across yeah, especially across Kellogg, I guess, uh, from that side of things, it seems like, uh, yeah. and I don't know if that's just, uh, because it's in our face all the time, man, there's, uh, several officers that sit right up here, uh, on Always. Kellogg oh, yeah. and they have, uh, all day long, you can see cars pulled over in front of the dealership here of people, people, yep. uh, I'm sure there was probably, they were just wanting to say hi. I don't yeah, think exactly. they were speeding or anything. Got a question. Got a question. Had a question so, for the officer. Yeah. 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 But then I also had a question on the Maverick. Um, when it does come in, I was looking at getting the front windows tinted and the spray and bed liner. I didn't know if you guys 
that is, did it or sent it out. Yep, or that is a hundred. BTC would do that, or yep, that's a hundred percent of something that we can help you with. Uh, so uh, BCC would do the take care of the tinning uh, from that side right. of it, but then also uh, we are in partnership with Linex, uh, and so we would be oh, able okay. to get the the bed liner uh, squared away or taken care of for you as well. So cool, cool. All right. Well, I've got my fingers crossed. We'll just keep on waiting for it. So. I hear you, buddy. Trust me. We wish we could have that Maverick in your hands right now. Yeah, I know. I know. Yeah, I just went over 13 months uh, this week. So. Yeah, I know, buddy. I'm sorry. Sorry, uh, sorry, sorry. But uh, right. just keep I your know. fingers crossed, and uh, sooner or later that thing will show up, and we'll have a lot of fun with right. it. Right. Keep waiting for good news. So. There you go. <laughs> there you go. All right, fellas. We'll have a nice rest of your weekend. Hey, you too. Thanks for the phone call, Evan. Uh-huh. Thanks, Mike. Okay, just running out of time here. There's a few minutes left on the show. If you take another caller or two, maybe, 316-462-3673. Again, hey, it's the toy drive here at Mel Hamilton Ford. I'm going up on the roof till we fill five F-150 full of toys. I think we got one F-150 full already, Josh. Well, uh, they, were, they were emptying it out, though. This I'm sure they were trying to jack with me or whatever. <laughs> something about uh, early start to the game. or I don't oh, know. Oh, something like yeah. that. Uh, <laughs> there was rules and regulations. It's in the bylaws, I guess. I bylaws. Know. There we go. So anyway, let's get some new unwrapped toys. Come out here. Drop them in the trucks. We've got three out front, two inside the showroom. Santa is going to be here from 11 to 1. I think there's a face painter and all kinds of the balloon yep. guys coming. So all kinds of fun for the kids. Get your picture taken with Santa from 11 to 1 and have some fun with that too. But it's a Mel Hamilton Ford toy drive for the Salvation Army. New unwrapped toys. Bring them out. You can just swing right up front, drop them off in the trucks. We'll have guys out there to pick them up for you too, whatever works. Let's help all those kids over from the Salvation Army have a great Christmas like every one of us are going to have too. So Let's have fun with that, too. Anyway, Tyler Strickler must be still sleeping. Josh must have had a late night down in Oklahoma at the, at the Arena Cross uh, from that part. So he hasn't texted me back yet. So I'm sure he's probably wild and crazy down there last night is what I'll bet. You that or he's pocket. busy right now. Yeah, mountain tires. That could be what it tires is what I was wondering. So from that part, too. Again, we're headed uh, next weekend. You'll tune in live. We'll be live yeah. from Indy at the PRI. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to have some of the Hoosier engineers online with us, too, so you might want to tune into that, some of the new and latest, greatest stuff there you hear from Hoosier. Uh, not sure who all we're going to get online because it depends on where the, who's all busy at that point in time at PRI, but uh, we're going to get some of the Hoosier guys on with us, so Josh and I will be live next Saturday. Be exciting down there. From PRI at uh, the uh, in Indy. Uh, got a long week ahead of us. We're headed out Sunday to head to, uh, I still think it's Lakeville or Lakeview well, or something like that. Plymouth is where you're landing. So that's wonder yeah. why that's happening. <laughs> so anyway, we're going to uh, the Hoosier dealer meeting Sunday, Monday, and Tuesday, and then Wednesday set up for PRI. And then we'll be at PRI Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and then back here late Saturday night. So a long week ahead of us, uh, get ready to go for Mel Hamilton Ford racing and, uh, pri and hoosier so anyway hey it's a toy drive again everybody please jump out run out to somewhere grab a new unwrapped toy bring it out here to mel hamilton ford it's our toy drive today uh yeah we didn't give you much notice because we have too many irons in the fire with everything else going on with black friday and everything else too uh from that part so uh just love to help these kids out at the black friday show and have some fun with those guys and make sure they have a good christmas but uh new unwrapped toys bring it out and uh Yes, Tyler just finally hit me, and that is what he's doing. He is changing tires, and uh, that's why he cannot get on the show. And uh, so let me text him back real 
So that's why he isn't calling in. He's cha busy changing the Hoosier tires, getting those guys ready for the arena cross down in Oklahoma. Show six of eight, and uh, so we'll see who the winner is so far. I think uh, Hoosier's been winning those yeah, things. Yeah, they've, uh, they've been either standing, winning or top one, two, three on the podium. Standing tall on the podium for sure. Exactly. So uh, anyway, Josh, uh, let's go through one last time. Uh, our sponsors, that's, of course, BG Products. We've talked a lot about them on the show already with everything that they yep. do for us, the partnership we have. But main thing is they got some great, fantastic products to help your car run many, many more miles on all the things we do to help your car last longer. And remember, what's in that owner's manual is the minimum, minimum you need to do to maintain your car because all that manufacturer's worried about is what it takes to get you through that warranty period. And after that, it's your baby uh, from that part. But BG Products is out there. It'll help your car run many, many more miles and also help you from having quite a few breakdowns and stuff, all the stuff they have to offer on your car. I uh, hope you've made your reservation with Stan at Go to Rent. Uh, if you need something bigger to get to Grandma's house for the holidays, I know we're a little slim on the on the product over there because of the inventory levels and stuff too. So if you need something, uh, make sure you call Stan at Go to Rent. Hopefully, you still got some vans or something ready for if you need something you know, to the get other, to Grandma's the house. The thing is, Christmas light tours. If you want to load the load the family up and uh, take a Christmas light tour, uh, you can get a twelve or fifteen passenger van and get everybody in there and take off. You know where there's any good Christmas lights around here? No, don't. No? Okay. No clue. Hmm. Yeah. No clue. Gotcha. No clue. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> nice try, Josh. <laughs> so, anyway, Big Corner Creative, too, for all your advertising needs. Hey, they're a full-fledged advertised company. Anything you need to help your company advertise, uh, whether it's Google advertising, traditional advertising, you need your vehicle wrapped, you need your windows wrapped, you need any kind of signage whatsoever, B BCC, Big Corner Creative, it's our advertising company right down on east of us here right on the other side of Mays road and as jesse and those gang down there say just google us so google bitcoin creative you'll see everything they've got to do everyone i think it's it josh anything yep. else i think uh, i think we're good all right everybody have a great saturday and uh, we'll talk to you next saturday live from pri and see who's going to be excited on with us there from their part so everybody have a great saturday and bring a toy out here for the salvation army melham fords i don't know what it is 14th annual yeah. toy drive or whatever Jump out, jump out to any store, grab a new unwrapped toy, bring it out here, see Santa from 11 to 1. Everyone have a great Saturday. Come out, bring us a toy, and have some fun with Santa.